Welcome to the best works of emerging explicit romance authors. Our curators select a wide variety of tales about the lifelong human quest for satisfying, lasting, and meaningful expressions of sexual health. Steamy Stories Daily Podcast focuses primarily on short stories. Explicit Novels Daily Podcast presents longer format novels over a span of episodes. Subscribe to both Steamy Stories and Explicit Novels in your favorite podcasting app. And now, today's story. Servicing Fox Inc. Part 3 Job Performance Medical Testing by PTMC Pilot, listen to the podcast at Steamy Stories. Come in, she called. I entered the medical exam room to find her standing in a white uniform with white two-inch heels, her hair now down, and most strikingly, the top three buttons on her uniform undone. I couldn't tell if she was wearing a bra, but the cleavage she was sporting could almost put Christina Hendricks to shame. She held out a hand and I passed her the clipboard. Please sit here, she said, motioning to a chair that was also equipped with an apparatus for me to sit my arm on while a blood sample was taken. She reviewed my medical history, making notes and asking me questions every now and then. Then she donned a pair of latex gloves and prepped some sample vials. Are you allergic to rubbing alcohol or latex? She asked. No, I said, and moved the armrest into position. She frowned at me, removed my arm from the rest and moved it out of the way. Then she moved the armrest into position and positioned my arm upon it. I didn't get it, but I let her do as she wanted. Please keep your arm here while I sterilize. She raised an eyebrow and said, hmm. I think this will go better if you acknowledge my orders more precisely. I nodded. She smiled, do you understand? As Ms. Olson had said, she was precise, and I was beginning to understand something about this woman. I understand, Nurse Jenkins. I will keep my arm here while you sterilize. For my words I was rewarded with that brilliant smile. She broke the seal on an alcohol wipe, then held my wrist as she thoroughly scrubbed the inside of my elbow. Next she picked up a tourniquet strap and tied it around my upper arm. Please make a fist and squeeze three times, holding on the last, she said. Make a fist and squeeze three times, holding on the last, I, I repeated back as if in the navy again. Her cheeks flushed and her nostrils flared, I swear they did, as she produced the sample syringe, selected a vein, and stuck me for the sample. She was well practiced and it was a good stick. After drawing two vials she pulled the syringe and applied a square of gauze, apply pressure, she said as she disposed of the syringe and then started to invert the sealed vials a few times. Apply pressure, I, I said, and she smiled again. She took the vials to a nearby machine, where she inserted the tubes and pressed a few buttons. Then she returned, bringing an elastic, self-stick bandage with her. She took the gauze from me and applied a new piece, apply pressure, she said. I repeated back the order and was rewarded with another bright smile as she applied the bandage. She then stood and motioned for me to follow her. Employment does require verification that you are drug-free, so next up is the urine sample. She crooked an eyebrow at me, are you sufficiently hydrated to provide a sample at this time? I checked, yep. Yes, Nurse Jenkins. Do you typically suffer from stage fright? As they say? She asked. 
Um, no Nurse Jenkins, I said, though in truth I was certain I had never tried whatever it was she appeared to have in mind. Then she laughed and handed me a specimen jar. I'm just messing with you, and she pushed me into the small restroom and shut the door. She came back a couple minutes later and took the now-filled, sealed, and clean specimen bottle from me. Now, Tom, please remove your clothes and put on the gown over there. Be sure the gown opening is to the front. I'll go easy on you here and just say I continued to repeat back all of her instructions verbatim. Her expression was not so much professional detachment as it was desire when I finished the repeat back. Apparently, such over-the-top verbal obedience was high on her list of triggers. She left the room, closing the door behind her, and I took off my clothes, folding them and setting them on a shelf. Now nude, I picked up the gown and pulled on the sleeves with the opening in the front. Now, normally such gowns tie in the back and the opening starts somewhere just over your ass. In this configuration, the opening started at my belly button, putting everything on display. However, I wasn't really surprised. I knocked on the door and her voice replied, come in. Entering the room she gestured to the exam table. I noticed it was now pleasantly warm in the room. Please sit and we will review your medical history and start the skin survey. I sat down, with my now semi-hard cock pointing up from my groin. And it was in this configuration, with me mostly naked and her sitting fully clothed only a few feet away and right in front of me, that we discussed my medical history for the next 20 minutes. Seemingly satisfied with the evaluation, she set the clipboard aside and washed her hands again. Now, Tom, I find it best to conduct the exam of your epidermis with my bare hands. If you have any objections, I will switch to gloves of course. Of course, I thought. Then she asked, do you have any objections to my use of bare hands? Shaking my head, I said, no objections Nurse Jenkins. She beamed at me, then said, very well. Please remove the gown and lay down on your chest and I will examine your back first. I gave the repeat back and added, yes nurse. Then I pulled the knot loose, dropped the gown to the floor and turned and lay down on my chest. It was at this point I realized the only purpose of the gown was to reinforce the fact she was fully clothed and I was definitely not. No sooner was I lying on my chest when I felt her hands on my feet. Her fingers alternately stroked, pressed, probed and felt my skin. She took her time, asking about various moles, small scars, and other things of interest. As she went over my thighs and ass, I started to get aroused again even though she wasn't really doing anything to directly elicit such a response. She seemed to sense my discomfort as she worked on my lower back. Please roll to your left side, she said. Rather than repeat this, I simply rolled as directed. She took hold of my stiffening cock and adjusted its position before rolling me back onto my belly. She then finished her examination of my backside, informing me I would have follow-ups with a dermatologist for two odd-looking moles, just to be sure. Now roll over to your back please, she said, and I did. Once again she started at my feet and worked her way up to my scalp, skipping my groin. All the attention had me once again hard and ready for whatever was next. I didn't have to wait long. Mr. Jeffries, at this time I would like to get you comfortable for the final portions of the exam. I nodded to indicate she should continue. I will be manually examining your testicles, very carefully, to look for any lumps. You do know your age bracket is most at risk for testicular cancer? 
I was lying on my back, nude, as the nurse ran her hands over my balls, cupping them snugly. I didn't try to hold back a groan. Yes, nurse. When complete I will perform a digital exam of your prostate, followed shortly by collection of a sperm sample. I groaned and acknowledged her, ready for whatever she had in mind to make that last part happen. Mr. Jeffries, while most commonly a prostate exam is conducted with the patient bent forward over the table, I suggest we avail ourselves of the equipment present to make you most comfortable. I, um, don't understand. She leaned forward and put her face right in front of mine, scoot your ass down the table and put your feet in the stirrups. Now that gave me pause. While I understood women getting into that position, I wasn't sure about my doing it. The pause was just long enough to draw a reprimand. Her face was still right in front of mine as her hand holding my balls changed from fondle to control, but well short of anything painful. Mr. Jeffries, is there a concern you would like to voice? Her grip shifted from control to fondle and back. With her still holding onto me I adjusted my position on the table as instructed, no, Nurse Jenkins, I groaned as she manipulated me. Then she let go of me and helped my feet into the stirrups, my calves resting on the pads. Then, in another surprise, she attached a velcro strap to each. She then moved her chair and sat very close to me, taking my balls in her hand and very carefully palpating them. My cock, completely hard as a result of her manipulation, dripped onto my belly. I don't know how long she took for the exam, but there was quite the puddle when she was done. I figured she was done when she made a tight ring with her thumb and forefinger at the base of my cock even as she continued to hold my balls. Mr. Jeffries? She said, and I looked down at her as she extended her tongue and started to lick my balls. My eyes rolled up and I groaned. She then ran her tongue up the length of my cock, twirled her tongue around my head, then licked up the puddle of pre-cum. As my cock reached a state of full hardness she said, now we shall move on to the prostate exam and the sperm sample. Letting go of my cock, she stood and handed me a bulb-shaped bit of silicone. At some point during the process I will bring you to orgasm. At any time you feel you may ejaculate you are to inform me and pop that receptacle onto the head of your penis. Do you understand? I nodded and said, yes nurse. Then she made an unnecessary show of putting on one latex glove and thoroughly lubricating her hands. Then she held the base of my cock and rubbed my balls as her gloved hand rubbed my perineum and anus. I tensed. I felt her breath on my cock as both her hands continued to stroke me. You are clear on the outcome? Yes nurse, I said with some strain. Good, she said and took me fully in her mouth. To my surprise, I delighted in the feeling of her finger pushing into me even as she slid her mouth down my length. I thrust my hips up as she pushed into me, and she coughed at the sudden movement and pulled back. The finger inside me was motionless for a bit, and then she started moving it, though in a way I couldn't place. A deep pressure started to build. As she continued to examine what had to be my prostate, she said, really Mr. Jeffries, thrusting is not appropriate. As she said this she stroked my cock using her saliva as a very nice lubricant. I could now tell she was rubbing every part of my prostate, being quite thorough. The pressure increased. Will you be able to control yourself? Yes nurse, I believe so. She nodded and gave me a most unprofessional leer. I doubt it, she said, but try anyway. 
And then she took me fully in her mouth again, her tongue doing wonderful things up and down the length of my cock. The finger in my ass was now moving more in and out than back and forth, and when she added a second finger I gripped the sides of the table and forced my hips to remain in place. She hummed around my cock and stroked me with her fingers. It was like nothing else I'd ever experienced. Her tongue worked my frenulum and head while her fingers stroked my shaft, and the effect of her fingers on my prostate was to make my cock feel a few inches longer. She regularly looked up at me, and the vision of her intense eyes with me in her mouth added another sexual dimension. As she bobbed and stroked me slowly, it became clear that she was in no hurry. Monitoring my reactions, she paused her efforts every now and then back away from the edge. It felt strange and delicious, and after what seemed like ages but was probably only 10 minutes, I had the feeling I was, well, dribbling into her mouth. She noticed as well and she took her mouth off me. I've got you flowing nicely now, and I want a nice full sample from you. I looked down and noticed pre-cum oozing out continuously. As she kept fingering me she massaged my balls with the rest of her hand. Then she resumed sucking and tonguing my head and crown as she stroked me, but this time felt different. As I started to tense up she didn't stop. Nurse, I'm getting close. I said with some urgency. She hummed an acknowledgement, looked me in the eye again. I had the silicone bulb thingy and I was damn close to needing it. Then, with an aggressive tongue lashing of my frenulum, I was there. I'm going to come. She continued to stroke my shaft as she backed away and I popped the cup over the head of my cock. It was a snug fit and I didn't have to hold it, which was good because just a moment later my body seized up and I found myself at the edge for an intense period. At no time did she stop stroking my cock and my ass, and then boom. I exploded. The prostate massage and her continued stroking sent me into another world. My hips took off on their own as I pumped shot after shot into the bulb. When I finally started breathing again she pulled off the cup and took me in her mouth and gently licked and sucked me as I softened. When she stopped I realized her finger was no longer inside me. I heard the snap of her removing her glove, and then she undid the velcro. You may clean up and get dressed Mr. Jeffries, I should have your results soon, she said. I noticed she was quite flushed, possibly more than myself. Yes nurse, I said absently as I got off the bench in a post-orgasmic daze. In the restroom I cleaned up, got dressed and knocked on the door some minutes later. Enter, came her voice. I did so and she motioned for me to sit on the bench again. Well, Mr. Jeffries, as might be expected for a young man of 24 years, you are in very good health. Blood work and vitals normal, all disease checks negative, your testes and prostate are normal, and you have a reasonably high sperm count. She paused then, kissed me and said, next time I'll get to swallow all the little swimmers. She showed me her sex badge, and I noted the two at the top were CIM, come in mouth, and Fox, essentially blowjob. I returned her grin and said, I look forward to it. She led me to the door and I headed back to my office. As I passed Allie at reception she smiled prettily. How is your first day going? She asked. Somehow even better than I expected, I said. My stomach growled loud enough for her to hear. The clock said it was already 12.30. Would you like some lunch? She asked. That would be great, I said. She picked up the phone, punched a number and spoke briefly. 
A minute later Susan from security arrived and took Ali's place. Be back in 15, Ali said. Susan smirked, take all the time you want. Just lunch, Susan, not my turn, Ali replied. Ali led me to the cafeteria, where about 10 people were still eating. I ordered a turkey club and joined Ashley at an empty table. As we ate we made small talk, mostly about how we had come to work at Fox Incorporated. Ali was finishing an internship, looking to start law school in the fall. She was quite interested in my Navy experience, and while I tried to answer her, I found it was always difficult to convey what life on a submarine was like. So what about my predecessor? I asked. What about him, she said. Do you know why he left? I asked. She shrugged, I think the job wore him out. He was here for a few years I think, left Monday last week. Wore him out, as in I said, the question hanging there. She swallowed a bite of food and then said, I'm sure that at some point having all the sex you can handle must become too much. She shrugged, or maybe he wanted a girlfriend. It would take someone really open-minded to let their boyfriend loose in here every day. Too tired? I thought about that. I'd had two great orgasms today, and I felt energized. Would I feel that way by Friday? One thing was for sure, I was looking forward to finding out. I finished my sandwich and noticed a woman a couple of tables away was watching me. Allie noticed my glance and looked over her shoulder. The other woman waved at us, then stood and left the room. Who was that? I asked. That's Cindy from IT, your last appointment for the day. She'll be by around 5 after for your 2 p.m. meeting. Oh? I said. Why 5 minutes late? Velma's never on time. Velma? I thought you said Cindy? I said, confused. It'll be clear enough. She's not one to waste time, so I recommend having a password ready for your smart card. It's kind of like the CAC you used to have. Eight characters, upper and lower case, numerals and special character. Sure, I said, confused, and wondering why she referenced a CAC at all. Back in my office I took a very quick shower before going over more maintenance history and familiarizing myself with the existing contracts. After going through about half the documents my impression was that things were running well in the building, but I'd follow up with Ms. Olson later to get her thoughts. I also googled Velma, though I didn't remember the other name. It didn't take long to figure out what might be going on, so I was ready when shortly after 1400 my door opened and a woman walked in. She had short cropped dark brown hair, dark rimmed glasses, an orange sweater, a red skirt and orange stockings. A pair of large breasts wobbled underneath her sweater making it clear she was without a bra. Hi, she said with a smile, I'm Velma from IT to set up your account. At first I didn't recognize her, but something about her face was familiar. It suddenly dawned on me that this was the same woman from lunch. Her name tag read Cindy something, but whatever Velma wanted, I was ready to give it to her. I shook my head in an exaggerated manner and barked out, zoinks. She laughed and smiled broadly. You're so goofy, shaggy. She gestured to my computer, may I, she said. I backed away from the desk and offered her the seat. Of course. She smiled at me and said, thanks, Shaggy. 
Her hands flew over the keyboard, screens changing rapidly as she did so. After a moment she took my badge, removed it from the protective sleeve, and slotted into the side of the computer. She backed away and gestured toward the computer. Once you enter a password it will take about 15 minutes to generate keys, she said. I typed in a password and was asked to verify it twice. Once done she stood, went to the door, and locked it from within. Then she turned to face me and pulled her sweater over her head. She was a thick young woman, with a truly large pair of nicely shaped tits. Silver dollar areola and tight pink nipples atop easily DDD milky white breasts. I closed the distance and took those mammaries in my hands, squeezing, fondling and sucking like a starving man. She murmured her approval and enjoyed my ministrations for a short while. Then she put her hands on my shoulders and gently pressed me to sit down on the floor. She sat down astride my thighs, her hands undoing my belt and pulling down my pants and underwear. She readily got me hard in her mouth before moving down and dangling her tits on either side of my cock. Not needing any guidance at this point, I took her tits in my hands and kneaded them as I held them around my cock. Fucking those beauties was a dream. Nothing quite like handfuls of breast wrapped around my dick to really get me going. Velma was holding herself up with her hands, watching me enjoy the use of her ample cleavage as her tits dangled over me. Even better, every four or five strokes she took me in her mouth to lube me up again. Enjoying yourself? She asked after a few minutes. I groaned with another thrust between the mounds filling my hands, very much so, Velma. Cool, shaggy, she said. Okay if I ride you now? Be my guest, I said. She crawled forward a bit, then moved up her feet and shifted into a squat. Taking a hold of me she sat down on my cock as I sucked a nipple into my mouth. She was very wet, but extremely tight. She took her time, at least 30 seconds, to fully seat herself on my hips. Then, she leaned down to kiss me as she started to ride me ever so slowly. Velma used only her quads as she raised and lowered herself, and it seemed the tension in those muscles was also reflected in her kegels. Somehow she squeezed me on both the upstroke and the downstroke. It was a slow build for me, and who knows how she kept up those squats, but as she continued I found myself soon approaching a conclusion. Velma, I'm getting close, I said. Dropping her weight on my hips she rolled us over into a missionary position, save for the fact I still had my pants on. I pulled out of her reluctantly and shucked off my pants and underwear. Velma spread her legs wide in invitation and started to rub her clit. Kneeling between her thighs I pressed into her again and then held her legs open by leaning on her thighs. She moaned as I started to fuck her in earnest. Oh, yeah, she purred, pound me shaggy. Come in me. Needing no other encouragement or direction, I did just that. Stroke after stroke I buried myself in her cunt, the delicious feeling building once again. Suddenly, her breath caught and her eyes closed tightly and she declared she was coming. She clamped down on me, threatening to keep me from finishing, but I would not be deterred from driving us both over the edge. I slid my hands to her shoulders and pulled her down as I thrust up into her tightness again. I could sense her coming off her peak and then I was there myself, swelling and then bursting inside her. She opened her eyes as I finished pumping her full of my third load of the day. Thanks Shaggy, that was cool. I nodded, then withdrew to get dressed, yet again. She took her seat in front of the computer, chest still wonderfully bare. 
Just in time, Mr. J. Your card is ready now. She stood and picked up her sweater which she pulled over her big tits with practiced ease. The start page should help you well enough, but if you need anything, just call, she said. I remembered there was one thing I needed, how to expense the uniforms. Velma talked me through that and then it was time for her to go. I'd hardly said a thing during her visit, but it didn't seem to bother her. For the next couple of hours I made sure to rehydrate while I was using my new network access to evaluate the services currently under contract. All seemed to be in order, but there was something nagging at me. I spent some time trying to figure it out, but to no avail. It was half past four and about time for me to call it a day when there was a knock at my door and the always lovely Ms. Olson came in and sat across from me. And how was your first day, Joe? She asked. Leaning back in my chair I said, I think you know it's a bit of a living wet dream. She smirked and I continued, but I do have a few questions. I'll answer if I can, she said, what's on your mind? First off, I thought I was providing the fantasy material, I said. She raised an eyebrow and held it there for a moment. Surely having Velma from IT stop by wasn't too much of a burden? I was briefly at a loss, how? She held up a hand to stop me. Many people like role-playing, and from many sides. If it doesn't bother you then just enjoy it. And Velma's her thing. Always has been. I presume Shaggy was able to answer to his name? I hadn't realized the joke of Shaggy shagging Velma, and I laughed out loud. Okay, and the nurses, just that way? Ms. Olson regarded me quizzically, what do you mean? I realized I was about to say something unkind, and I stopped myself. Nothing. My exam was pretty intense, that's all. The look I received was unexpected. Was anything wrong? She asked. Um, well, no. I can't say that. But the, ah, uh, sperm sample collection surprised you? She was instantly pleased by my surprise. My eyes narrowed. Just how much of what goes on behind closed doors do you know about? Only what people tell me Mr. Jeffries, only what they tell me. And what was it our nurse said after our session? Ms. Olson smiled her brilliant predatory smile. She all but demanded to be on your schedule the next time she is in the building. When I asked why she said the sample process precluded her from feeling your cot pumping down her throat. I was agog again, and she leaned forward, her exact words, I'm quite certain. I gather the prostate massage was unexpected? But enjoyable. I nodded dumbly. I, um, yes of course it was. But why sperm samples? She crossed her legs and held one knee in her hands. Really Mr. Jeffries, when you ask me questions like that I have to wonder if you somehow fake being a nuclear trained operator. I sighed because someone may want my sperm. You see, she said with a smirk, I knew you were quick. For the umpteenth time today I was momentarily speechless. But with full medical, why not IVF or artificial insemination? She nodded, those are options we support as well, but historically if the woman is fertile the old-fashioned way is much more effective. And fun, of course. I see. No, I doubt that you do but that's a discussion for another time. I had the distinct sense we were done for now. 
I walked around the table and lifted her to her feet. Taking her head in my hands I kissed her thoroughly before giving her a very unfriendly hug, pressing her taut nipples into my chest. I'll never be able to thank you enough. She patted my cheek and stepped back. I'd seriously like to fuck you right now, but I said three per day to start. I doubt you've had sex three times a day five days in a row at any time in your life. I don't want to overtax you starting on day one. Well, actually, if you ask Tilly about this one time, I started, and she held up a hand to stop me. It's mean to tell me I am not giving you a proper challenge, she turned, locked the door and immediately started undressing. It will not do for me to think we are not getting you off enough. Subconsciously I had followed her lead and was quickly getting undressed to match her. I didn't mean it that way, I said. Nude, she knelt on my couch and bent over. She looked over shoulder at me, now get over here and service me. I want your hands on my hips and your cock drilling me, right now. By the time she finished that statement I was sliding into her. I put my hands on her hips as requested and started fucking her. Mr. Jeffries, I have a dinner meeting in 30 minutes and I would appreciate a pair of quick orgasms so I have time to straighten up. I started grunting with effort and her moans and pants became more frantic. I was getting close to the finish myself. I turned her face toward me and checked that she was wearing blue lipstick. Are you ready for me to give you your pre-dinner snack, Ms. Olson? Her mouth opened to say something, but then my fingers on her clit launched her climax and she couldn't seem to find the words. After a long period of gasping, she pulled free of my cock and turned to sit on the couch. At once she deep-throated me. I reached down and twisted her nipples as she sucked on me. She moaned, and the sound put me over the edge. Even after coming three times earlier in the day, my body was not letting me down. I felt like I pumped a mouthful down to her belly, and I wondered if that would continue. This time she didn't seem to be in a hurry at all, and she continued to use her tongue to play with my cock until I was soft. Thank you for the snack Mr. Jeffries. Good job getting hydrated. Organic man milk does a body good. She started to get dressed and I did the same. I am going to sleep very well tonight Ms. Olson, I said. She finished dressing and patted me on the cheek. I know you will, she said with a smile before she turned and left my office. I got dressed and sat down at my desk, the day's servicing work apparently concluded. I put my hands behind my head and leaned back, unable to keep a smile from forming on my face. I made a few mental notes of things I needed to work on. The trigraphs. There were a lot of them, and if I was to service someone without speaking first, I wouldn't want to get any of them wrong. And two things tugged at the edges of my awareness, was there more to the story of my predecessor, and was there some reason to pay more attention to the intern? I honestly had no idea why Ali had popped into my mind, but it was oddly similar to the feeling you get when something isn't right in the propulsion plant. You get used to everything being a certain way, and when something is off, you know it once even though it is going to take a bit to figure out what has grabbed your attention. I replayed the brief encounters with Ali and couldn't put a finger on why I was, what? Curious? Skeptical? Suspicious? Shaking my head I picked up the PBS booklet, grabbed my keys and wallet and left for the day. To be continued. By PTMC Pilot for Literotica.
Thanks for joining us for today's episode. We hope you found pleasure and inspiration. Come back tomorrow as we continue to bring you more explicit romance tales and subscribe to our podcast feeds in your mobile devices to access our entire library of hundreds of daily episodes. Happy dreams.